Welcome to the Lady Palace Podcast. We are your hosts, Bella and Amanda. We're just a couple of gals who are on a mission to shake up the status quo around women's health. Come and delve into the depths with us as we start the conversations to empower, educate, create change and connect you back home into your lady house. Now it's up to every woman to know what's inside of the ovaries, the womb, every part of her vagina. They're different sizes, shapes and all colours. Life starts from a yoni, straight from our mothers. Fertility. New creation and the taboo. Let's start a conversation. Your yoni is your homie, so lift her up higher. Ladies, say you're proud. I love my vagina. Woman, power, goddess, flower, lady, palace, click, click, boom. I'm a woman and my body is a temple, and my yoni is connected to my mental. All right, it's the Boom Tang Clan with Valerie Amanda. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lady Palace podcast. Today, it is just myself, Bella. I am feeling inspired to talk to everyone about our daily routines. And I think now more than ever in these turbulent times, to have a really strong grounding practice to be able to come back to and to fill our cups up, to make us feel nourished and grounded while everything can sort of feel externally up in the air. It's just really important to remember to bring back those rituals, those routines and make us feel strong in the mind and the body. So according to Ayurveda, our daily rituals or our daily routines are called our dinacharya. And this is how we move throughout each day. And this is what affects our health because what we do in every single hour of each day is what we then do in every week, in every month, in every year, and how we really spend our lives. So, Sometimes when we want to make changes with our health and, you know, wanting to implement new routines or to start new practices, we can have this really huge ambitious energy to want to change everything and cut things out and implement these, you know, new diets or new routines. And sometimes that's not sustainable and we really just want to work on what are some small incremental changes that we can make in each day that will then last us, you know, throughout the rest of the week and the rest of the year and then start to become just our habits. I also really want to talk about the certain hours and phases of each day and how they're actually made up of the doshas. And I'll explain a little bit about what the doshas are as well just so you can understand how to optimize each phase of the day. Because in Ayurveda, we see that we are the micro and nature is the macro. But whilst we're the macro, sorry, we're the micro, we also have the macro nature within us. So what exists out there exists within us. So as we see compositions and elements in nature, we actually have those within us. So I'll explain a little bit about that 
in a moment. But first, I want to come back to our dinacharya, our daily routines. So, in Ayurveda, we have a really simple perspective on how to flow throughout each day. It's not a huge, crazy schedule or process to begin. It's just a set of different practices to help enliven, strengthen the mind, the spirit, and the body to start our days feeling really strong, really grounded, and feeling alive and in a sense of calm that we can then carry throughout the rest of the day. So a lot of you might already have, you know, your morning rituals, your morning practices to set you up for the day, but I just wanted to go through how we see this in Ayurveda and what are some Ayurvedic practices that you might want to add into your already set routine and why. So what we like to do is before the day has already started, we like to plan the night before. So the night before, it's really important to put down devices at least two hours before bed and have some blue light blockers to help balance our hormones and emit what the blue light can actually do to our um, nervous system. And we want to have a nice, you know, calming night, go to bed feeling nice and calm, nourished, and it's good to at least finish dinner three hours before bed. Three to four is ideal, but three is okay. And then have a nice early night, and then so you can wake up earlier in the morning nice and rested. Now, if you're someone who likes to stay on your phone and stay up a little bit later and then you like to sleep in in the morning. And then all of a sudden, if you then, you know, want to fit some of these practices in and you find that you want to wake up at 6am and that then is just not sustainable for you, don't then set your alarm the next day for 6am because then that day you'll be fatigued and um, it's not going to be sustainable practice. So even just start to wake up 15 minutes earlier each day, even five, you know, just start somewhere. And that's the same as going to bed. Just start to go to bed a little bit earlier. So ideally to be in bed by about 10 o'clock. And then so waking up in the morning, ideally before sunrise, we like to, in Ayurveda, encourage waking up before at least an hour before sunrise. So in Melbourne at the moment, sunrise is at about 6.30. So... 5, 5, 5.30 would be ideal. Then the first thing that we do is straight away to go and brush your teeth with natural toothpaste or just water, warm water, and then scrape your tongue. So brush your teeth first and then scrape your tongue. So this will help with your digestion. In Ayurveda, we call this our agni, our digestive fire. So it helps improve your agni because as some of us might know, your digestive system actually starts in your mouth. So to help 
maintain the health of our mouth. It also helps to freshen breath, prevent disease, remove toxins from tongue. And then shortly after, good to have like a warm drink. So you can either have like a warm milk with, you know, like cinnamon spices, cloves, um, fresh ginger. There's also some specific detox drinks that you can have throughout the different seasons to help reduce certain doshas. But a really great one to have, everyone can have, is warm water with honey, lemon, and ginger. So one cup of warm water, half a teaspoon of fresh ginger, half a teaspoon of honey, half a teaspoon, sorry, tablespoon of honey, half a tablespoon of lemon juice, um, and mix together and drink. So this will help flush toxins from the GI tract, counter any sluggishness in the lymph, as the hot water will act as the scraper, the honey is the binder, and the lemon is the flusher. So then what we like to do is clean our five sense organs. So that could be washing your face. We've already cleared our tongue, the mouth, eyes, nose, ears, and skin. So for the nose, we have a great little nasal oil drop called nasia. So the nasal drops, the head is considered the most important part of the body in Ayurveda. So when we oileate the brain, we're nourishing the brain, reducing dryness. It's going to help us throughout the rest of the day have a stable mind, reduce anxiety, balance hormones, also reduce snoring. If you've got sinus issues, it'll help clear your sinus issues, relieve migraines. So you can get nasal drops from an Ayurvedic practitioner And all you have to do is just three drops in each nostril. And then you close both nostrils and then make this noise for about two minutes. And that'll help the oil actually go into your brain, which sounds frightening, but it's amazing. You feel clarity and calm and clear straight away. Um, And then just wipe down because you might feel some of the oil drops a little bit onto your face. You can just wipe that away. Um, and then we look to the eyes. So our pitta dosha, which is fire and water, that takes care of the eyes. So if you are more predominantly pitta, it is more likely that you will have problems associated with your eyes. So This is mostly for pitta doshas, but great for everyone to practice. Um, So what is great to do is when the sun is starting to rise, it's great to go out. If you've got a garden, walk out onto the green grass barefoot only in the morning and if it hasn't been raining. So if the grass is dry, if it's wet, then leave it. And then what you want to do is look towards the rising sun Look at the rays, not the actual sun, for about three minutes. So 
that's going to help enliven the eyes, stimulate them for the day, and it's best to do that before looking, obviously, at a screen. It'll help emit any of the blue light throughout the day as well. There's also eye care drops that you can take, but that's more if you have a vitiated pitidocia, as in if it's imbalanced. Then what is great to do is our Abhyanga. So you can either practice, if you did want to practice exercise that morning, um, it's great to practice some yoga asanas or to do just a little strength workout or something just to help uh, create some sweat and build some um, energy for the day. But what we recommend is just start off mild and only to half your capacity. Don't overextend yourself. Um, Surya Namaskara is recommended um, to help enliven your body, mind and spirit for the day. And then we like to practice Abhyanga. So you might have heard of Abhyanga before. It is a daily self-massage with medicated oil, which you can get from different practitioners or if you don't have access to, then great to just start off with a cold-pressed organic black sesame oil. And this is probably one of the most recommended practices to do in Ayurveda because we can do it ourselves. It's easy. It's simple. It doesn't take that long. And it helps to protect your muscles, your joints, increases strength. It actually can help in a lot of vata disorders. Vata is um, like governs our nervous system, our vagus nerve. And when we have a lot of anxiety or jitteriness or especially uncertainty, a really beautiful way and a beautiful practice to ground on down and to come back to yourself and to create more calm is through Abhyanga. And also who doesn't want to do a massage every day? (laughs) So it's quite a specific, uh, it isn't just like a general massage There's, and you can Google this and have a look at um, different Ayurvedic practitioners. I recommend looking at Dylan Vital Vita. He has a great uh, diagram on how to actually do your Abhyanga. So where you start at the head, um, so do the top of your head, like the crown, your third eye to move in a circular motion with the oil. And then cover your neck, ears, everywhere. Over your joints, do circular motions again. And then wait for about minimum eight minutes. So good to do in like a warmer room and leave the oil on for about eight minutes. And then you can, yeah, wash it off in the shower So this will help to calm and strengthen our nervous system. It's also a really great way to help detoxify because, as some of you might know, the skin is the largest organ in the body and one of our largest detox organs. 
So the oil helps to remove any toxins that are lying within the skin um, because it can actually help to penetrate the skin. And then when we um, have our shower, it helps to wash them away. Um, It also, the oil can penetrate through into our muscles and our joints and it helps to nourish them, reduce stiffness. Um, It also stimulates our immune system, um, improves lymphatic flow, and then also protects the skin. So it's one of my favorite practices. I try and do it every single day. Um, yeah, it's really, really beautiful. And it's also just a nice self-care practice to come back to yourself and to love on yourself and just, you know, like when you're rubbing your shoulders, admiring how beautiful each part of your body is and saying a little mantra, just, you know, telling your body how much you love it for all that it does and thanking it and giving it some gratitude. It's a really beautiful practice. Um, and then, yeah, obviously remove the oil. So have a shower, try and avoid super hot showers, just as our pineal and pituitary glands are quite sensitive. And two things that they're really aggravated by are stress and heat. So if we're constantly having like super hot, steamy showers, it's just going to throw them off. And the practice of Abhyanga is, and also Nasya, the nasal drops, is to provide more um, strength to our pineal and pituitary glands and to help nourish them. So we don't then want to undo all that by having a super hot shower. Uh, Then what you can do is a gargle, mouth gargle, which is antiseptic and antiviral. So all you need to do is just have some warm water and a quarter teaspoon of black salt. Mix it together, give it a good gargle. Um, If you have receding gums, what you can do is use one tablespoon of sesame oil, so the black organic um, black sesame oil, half a teaspoon of turmeric, one teaspoon of honey, half a teaspoon of black salt. Mix it all together, rub it on your gums, leave for two minutes, then spit it out and rinse it out. That'll help to reduce your receding gums. Uh, Then we also want to focus on the ears. There are medicated eardrops, kind of like the nasia, the nasal drops. We also have ones for the ears. These are better to do at night, so then it has time to nourish overnight. Um, And, yeah, it'll help if you've got tinnitus, um, if you've got, like, a lot of wax buildup, if you get, like, really itchy ears. um, It's a really great one to do. We also – I also have a formula for some eardrops. um, So if you want that one, I'm happy to share with anyone. Uh, What is also really important is to make sure that we have – a bowel movement in the morning. So obviously our bodies are different. And then as we start to add in more Ayurvedic practices or, you know, just general healthy eating and our bowel movements are going to change and at different times of the day. But Ayurveda does recommend to have a bowel movement in the morning to eliminate any toxins and waste and to not actually eat a meal until we've had that bowel movement because we don't want to over 
burden our digestive system and our agni and to make sure that it's nice and clear and clean before we add something else in. Um, yeah, so we can do certain other things if you're having issues with your bowel movements. Um, there's a great herbal combination called trifola. Um, so that's great to have if you are suffering from constipation to have some of that with some warm milk the night before. Uh, also to have warm milk with um, some spices the night before. So you could do that with one tablespoon of ghee, mix in with the milk and then do a quarter teaspoon of cinnamon powder, quarter teaspoon of chili and a quarter teaspoon of cardamom powder. That'll help with elimination. Um, so, yeah, and then it's good. It's recommended to eat before 8.30 a.m. and to have your breakfast in that time slot. Um, if you wake up and you really don't feel hungry and you feel really full from the night before and you haven't had a bowel movement, just have some warm milk with some spices. Um, again, we don't want to overburden the agni. And then wait until around 12 o'clock and then have a lunch then. So... Within that time also, you can then do your meditation. So it can be recommended that that is the first thing that you do after you brush your teeth and scrape your tongue to then do your uh, meditation because that is in the Brahma Muhurta time. So that is the time when before the day has started, before Everybody else has risen up where it's still soft, it's still calm, it's still silent. That's a really beautiful time before 6 a.m. to ground on in and to get into your meditation practice. It's before the veil has lifted, before, you know, night has ended. So, um, yeah, that's like a really recommended time. If you don't have a meditation practice, Vedic meditation is highly recommended. Um, Otherwise, even just, you know, for five minutes, having just a small, you know, internal mantra to just calm on down, down and connect in. So that is the morning routine. Then I'm going to go into what I was speaking of before about the different doshas, how they have different times throughout the day. So I'll start off with from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. This is our kapha time. And the kapha dosha is the combination of the elements earth and water. And this is a time for stimulation and this is when we you know want to encourage lightness and you know have just a light breakfast if we feel up to it um and to sort of encourage freshness because the characteristics of kapha are slow dull uh cold wet like damp it's sort of like if you think of earth and water together the combination of the two is like mud It's like thick. 
So that is why also we want to encourage waking up before 6am because then if you wake up before that time, you're not entering cuffer time already sleepy and dull and lethargic and not wanting to get up and have that, you know, light, bright energy for the day. If you sleep in and wake up at, you know, 8am, a lot of the time, then you feel really tired and that tiredness carries throughout the rest of the day. So that's why we recommend to wake up before 6am. And then from 10am to 2pm is Pitta. And Pitta is the combination of the elements water and fire. So this is our inner fire. This is the vital flame. This is also when you heard me say before, our Agni, our digestive fire, this is associated with the Pitta dosha. So characteristics of Pitta is light, it's sharp, it's fiery, it's the combination of the two is like steam. So, you know, you might hear people say, oh, he's hot-headed or, you know, he's really feisty. That's a lot of Pitta. It's a lot of that internal fire. And if we feel like we have a lot of Pitta aggravations, we see this a lot through the skin with, you know, eczema, psoriasis, acne, um, internal heat issues. So the time of Pitta, we want it to be, Pitta is like all about action and ambition and getting things done and being very organized. And this is the time between 10 and 2 to do most of your important work for the day. So this is the time to set all of your big strategy meetings, all of the things that you know that you just need to tick off your list and get done for the day. This is the time to get them done. Have those, you know, really important conversations and yeah, the chunk of the day, the middle of the day is Pitta and that should be, um, yeah, when we just have everything out of the way. This is also from 12 o'clock when we see when the middle of the day, the sun is the brightest. So like I said before, what we see in our external is going on internally. So while the sun is shining the brightest externally, it's also shining the brightest internally. So that's our digestive fire. So that's why it's important to eat our largest meal in the middle of the day at lunchtime, because that is when our agni, our digestive fire is the strongest and we'll be able to digest the best, you know, and then um, actually assimilate nutrients. Because if we have a huge breakfast in kapha time and kapha digestion is like slow and sluggish and can lead to constipation and um, like slow bowel movements, we don't want to eat a large meal then. We want it to be in pitta time. And then from two till six is vata. So vata is the combination of wind and space. So the characteristics are fast, dry, light, um, that, you know, you can see the wind, like it's rapidly changing and um, very fast moving. So like I mentioned before, Vata regulates our nervous system, yeah, our vagus nerves. And when our Vata is imbalanced, we can feel really ungrounded, really uh, tendency towards anxiety, flightiness, irregular activities, and, you know, just 
sort of all over the place and really scattered. So when it's balanced, Vata is regular. It's She's actually the queen of the doshas, um, our Vata dosha. So when Vata is out of balance, she can create imbalance in the other doshas as well. So it's most important to always balance Vata. And when we look at imbalances in individuals, one of the first things that we look at is the Vata dosha. How is she? We need to keep the queen happy. <laughs> um, so this time from two to six, it's a really creative energy. Um, it's that really artistic, uh, yeah, creative time for having that space for yourself to not have to get a lot of things done and put a lot of pressure to have, you know, important conversations and that should all be done in pitta time. This is the time for expansion for clarity, for dreaming, what do we want to bring into our reality? So this is a really great time to manifest. And if you do have a manifestation uh, practice or a process, this is the time of the day to really sit down, get out your journals, start to plan some things. What do we want to bring into our everyday reality? And yeah, so that's the time to bring it all in. Um, this is also the time to just take it back a little bit. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to, you know, go for a run or exercise a lot because Vata, while um, it can be quick and active, it's also easy to tire. So we don't want to exhaust our Vata. So we want to nourish her. We want to keep her warm and grounded. So to do a nice, you know, even afternoon meditation in this time is really lovely. Um, to, if you didn't get to practice your Abhyanga in the morning to practice it, you know, later on in the day at like five o'clock, um, go for like a beautiful walk, catch up with a friend. Um, but again, don't overdo it. Just take it nice and easy. If at around three, three thirty you're having cravings for like sweet or you need another energy burst, need that like second, third coffee. If you're feeling really depleted and really tired and you go for like that chocolate, that means that your Vata is imbalanced and you need to go and see, yeah, a practitioner to help um, reduce that imbalance or rest more. An imbalanced Vata mostly indicates we need more rest. Um, and for ladies listening, this is really important around our time of our bleed, of our menstruation, because Vata governs menstruation and our bleed is the most Vata time. So we really want to encourage rest and warmth um, and grounding and have a lot of warm cooked meals, nothing raw. So in that time as well, that two to six, nothing raw, um, no, you know, salads, raw salads and smoothies and things. We just want to have, if you feel like you need a little snack, um, make some cooked bananas in ghee with some spices or have another cup of warm milk with spices and some ghee. That'll be really nourishing as well. Then again, so then it starts again. So then from that six to 10 is your kapha time. So Kapha 
in that time at night time again, we don't want to then have like a huge meal for dinner because then that's going to lead to more sluggishness because the characteristics are that sluggish, slow, dull. We want to have something light, even with like a little bit of spice. So a really nice soup um, or like a pho or a kitchari or a congee, uh, just even like some beautiful roasted vegetables with some beautiful basmati rice and spices, nice and small and light. Because then again, we want to prepare for the next morning. So the morning routine starts at night, the night before. Um, And then if you do feel like you have been experiencing constipation, then have your dinner around 6-ish, 6.30, wait for about three hours and then have your warm milk and then get ready for bed. And then again, within that 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is your pitta time. So if you are staying up and, you know, you want to finish on projects and work late, you're then giving yourself that second wind. You are stimulating that pitta again, and then it's going to be hard to then wind it back down and get a good night's rest. So that's why it's important to be in bed before 10 o'clock. Because if you're up afterwards and you're looking at your screen, you're, you know, writing things down and wanting to get things done, you're then stimulating that inner energy, which is the opposite of what we're doing, wanting to do at that time. That's the time of, you know, wanting to calm down and get ready for a really restful, rejuvenating sleep. Um, And then again, between 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. is our Vata time. So you might hear a lot of really creative people or artists find that they do their best work within this time because the Vata Dosha is the most creative, expansive energy. Um, And that is when we can channel more, we can channel our inner creativity and we, uh, it's when they say there's the, um, the veil between the two realms is lifted. So it's when we're more connected to different realms, there's more ideas flowing, there's more creative juices. So it's really great, but it doesn't mean that then we're getting that deep, restful sleep and wake up feeling rejuvenated and ready for the day. So it is important to rest in this time and, yeah, not to stay up late working on your projects. It's so important to get that sleep because – Sleep is the best way to detox, to obviously have our organs, you know, process what's been going on throughout the day, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Um, So, yeah, that's a really important time to make sure that we're resting and then waking up at around 5, 5.30, at least now before sunrise. And starting again. So... I'll sort of recap a little bit because I know there were a few things um, that I mentioned, but really important to not overwhelm yourself. And if you're like, right, I want to go and do all the things. I want to start my dinacharya tomorrow morning and do all the things that she listed. You're probably also a very pitta dominant person, (laughs) which is great. I love that. And we need you. 
but don't overexert yourself and think that you need to do it all by tomorrow morning. This is, you know, an encouragement of a practice to start to incorporate into your days, but not overwhelming and not, you know, trying to do everything. Just start little things. Like tomorrow morning, it might just be you buy yourself a tongue scraper and you start scraping your tongue in the morning. Just start there. And then the next morning, do that with some warm water in, um, with lemon and honey and ginger. And then you might just do that for a little bit and then start to add in your abhyanga. Like just take it slowly because like I mentioned, that's going to be more of a sustainable ongoing practice. Um, and then throughout the day, we've got from 6am to 10am, your kapha time. So this is the time to do those practices and to do, to start your dinacharya. Have a really, if you're full, your digestion is weak, you're not hungry at all, just have some warm milk with spices for breakfast. Otherwise, if you feel like you have an appetite, just have a small meal. Even some beautiful like steamed sweet potatoes um, with some cinnamon is a really um, grounding breakfast or some porridge, um, some stewed fruit, some cooked bananas in ghee. That's one of my favorites. Um, And then 10 till 2 is your pitta time. So this is the time to get all of the things done that you need to do for the day. Have those important meetings, um, work out the strategy for the rest of the month or the rest of the um, week. So, uh, yeah, process like a lot of um, thoughts and it's a really rational time. So get a lot of things done that you need to. At 12, from 12 to 1, have your largest meal for the day. So this is lunchtime. Have a beautiful, um, yeah, big lunch that you want to do because that's when the sun is burning the brightest uh, in nature. So it's also burning the brightest within us, our digestive fire. So you'll be able to assimilate nutrients and digest properly. Then from 2 p.m. till 6 p.m., this is our vata time. So this is the time for creative energy. Um, Don't overexert yourself. Don't overdo it. Just take it nice and easy. Only have warm foods or drinks in this time, nothing cold, nothing raw. Um, And then again from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., this is our kapha time again. Have a light, delicious dinner. Go to bed nice and early. Um, Also, I forgot to mention, if you do suffer a lot of um, sinus mucus buildup, look at what you're eating in the kapha times because kapha, like I mentioned, is the combination of water and earth and it can it brings lubrication to our body and our joints, but excess of kapha brings too much mucus buildup um, and stagnation. So if you're experiencing a lot of mucus, you might be doing the incorrect things in that kapha time that actually creates more kapha. So if you're eating a lot of cold, damp, heavy foods such as, you know, pizza, ice cream, pasta, bread, that's going to create more kapha and mucus in the body. So a lot of you cheese lovers, um, if you have a lot of mucus and sinus issues, cut down or cut it out. Um, 
Yeah, so dairy, wheat, breads, pizza, ice cream. If you're experiencing a kafir imbalance, those things need to go. Uh, And then again, from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is our pitta time. This is when we should, all phones should be 100% well and truly off. We're in bed, we're ready for our rest, and we're calm, we're clear, we are having a nourishing sleep. And then 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. brings us back to Vata. This is when we want to make sure that we're still having a deep, full, restful sleep and waking up at around 5, 5.30. So I hope our dinacharya isn't overwhelming um, for you and it's meant to be just an invitation for some beautiful practices to help ground you, to help balance your vata pitta and kapha doshas, which all reside within all of us all of the time. They govern certain parts of our body, certain functions in our body, and we all have them in varying amounts, which is also what is nature is comprised of, the three doshas. So if you are interested in making up more of a tailored uh, denacharya for yourself, if you know that you have an imbalance um, or if you feel like you just want to have some assistance or some support, always feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to help and to, you know, give you some more recipes for meals. Um, if you want some, the recipes for the detox drinks to take in the morning for the different doshas, reach out and I'm happy to pass those on. Um, I'll also be doing We've done previously a podcast on the seasonal routines, um, especially in terms of our cycles, the seasons and cycles episode, but I'm also going to be doing another shorter episode like this one today, all about our Rituchariya, which is our seasonal routines um, with an Ayurvedic perspective and how we can welcome in the new seasons what kind of cleanses we can do before each one and make it a little bit more tailored. But like I said, always feel free to reach out to myself um, or another Ayurvedic practitioner. Um, And yeah, hopefully you feel the urge and want to practice some more of these beautiful Ayurvedic um, routines. It's just such an incredible philosophy and way of life. And that's what it's meant to be. It's not meant to be a strict, stingent routine that, you know, you feel like you can't live because you have to do all of these things. It's meant to be incorporated as a part of your life to help strengthen, you know, your physical body, your spirit, your mind, your soul, and to help bring strength. Um, because yeah, in this time and what we're going through is the first, of something at this magnitude for a lot of us and it can feel really overwhelming and really disheartening. And when we can feel emotional and triggered and fearful in all of these times, it's really important to have a practice to be able to come back to, um, again, to nourish ourselves. So sending lots of love to everyone. I hope you're all being gentle and kind with yourselves and one another. And like I said, um, if you feel like you need some support, someone to talk to, even if it's not about 
for Dinacharya. Always feel free to reach out to us. We're here for a chat um, and sending lots of love to you all. Hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.